everybody to the best podcast in the world. This is the Strength and Skills Podcast, and this is your host, Nick Tibuzek, and with me is my co-host, Rado, the boss, bossage. Hello, everyone. Now <laughs> <laughs> that is always the shy one. I'm the yeah. <laughs> You're the hype up man. <laughs> All right. R- Rumble in the jungle. Uh, today is about a very important uh, topic. Today we're going to talk a little bit about auto-regulated training. Um, as I think we love to talk about a little bit of programming and prioritization. We already did in the past uh, two or three episodes, and we're going to talk about it even a little bit more in the upcoming ones. And today we're going to dive into the big topic of auto-regulated training, and we're going to explain a little bit what actually is auto-regulated training. Arado, what would you say? How do you like auto-regulated training? Yeah, I like it a lot. Um, <laughs> I use it a lot, and it has its positive effects, so that's why I like it. Um, basically, auto-regulated training is a concept from Mike Tashir uh, from RTS, and it was initially used in powerlifting. Now we see it more and more also being used in weighted calisthenics, and I think that's great. It just shows that the programming of the sport is evolving and that people are training in um, quote-unquote um, smarter ways. Um, and what it basically does is, in contrast to the uh, traditional percentage training, auto-regulated training also takes into consideration how the athlete feels on a given day and basically allows the athlete the flexibility to adapt the volume, intensity, and maybe other factors based on how it feels on that day. So is auto-regulated training an intuitive training? No, absolutely not. That's a trap people fall into. So you still have a program, you still have fixed numbers that you have to follow. And this doesn't mean like you go to the gym and just do whatever you feel like or change up the program to how you to however feels best for you. You still have to follow certain guidelines. Okay, mm-hmm. so when I have in my program, like, I don't know, I have to do some, 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 some squats, some, some, some dips and some pull-ups on that day. Um, what, what could be the, the stuff that is maybe some, some other regulated stuff there? Well, um, it might be that you have in your program that you have to hit a top set of seven reps at seven on your back squat. And then after that you do percentage drops each back offset for like 5% of drops. And that is other regulated training. So that RPE seven could be 200 kilos. If you have a great day, it could be 160 kilos if you have a bad day. Uh, so it's all subjective. Okay. So that's, so, so in the end, it's a very subject, subjective stuff. Would you say it's very important to be a person that actually pushed himself in, in, in a training session? Uh, well, I mean, of course, you have to have a certain intensity in order to progress in training, uh, but you still have to be really, really careful not to overdo it uh, in order to not to create too much fatigue and then maybe overshoot and then 
and you basically then mess up your whole training block because of that. Um, there's also another factor that is also coming in there. Um, when you are a person who likes to overshoot, sometimes it's good to keep in mind that when you are into auto-regulated training, some uh, parameters here are you overshoot intensity. Maybe you had a, had a first, a, a top set of, at I don't know, RPE 7, which is a rear three, <laughs> and you overshoot and did a classic nine. <laughs> nine point five. <laughs> and we all know it was a six. It was. Yeah, yeah, it was a six. Uh, there is the possibility of, of um, maybe if you had like, I don't know, four back offsets afterwards, there would be the possibility to drop some volume to catch up with the intensity that you overshoot there. And this is also auto-regulating because in the end, it's mostly about fatigue management when it comes to auto-regulation. And that is something where the athlete needs to be educated about the stuff that he's doing. And this is why I would say auto-regulation is always something that is more for the maybe more experienced lifter not so much for the one who's not so experienced because you need to be able to consider the the up following stuff there so when when you killed yourself in the first step you might drop down on the volume later on because sometimes it happens to everyone we all have that ego thing and it happens and then you need to be able to to catch up to that and that's also a very important one. So it's not only that you have one factor of the intensity, and when I did intensity, then I do less intensity. Of course, that would be possible. You could also drop down from, from okay, you overshoot into an RP9. Now you have to hit up with some, I don't know, RPE7 backoffs. That would also be a possibility. So there is there, there don't even have to be percentages but it's a good way to help the lifter in that case so what you already said there would be the possibility to drop down by five percent every set yeah of course yeah and and there would also be the possibility to give an, an athlete the, the the just just an rpe afterwards i think I, I, we we both did that during mm -hmm. the last block and yep. we very often worked with a uh, percentage. Now we have certain exercises where we just work with the RPE. And it both works. It's not that one is better than the other, both works. And it's a little bit individual into the um, individual person. Because some people um, might be better with just having one set where you go into this and have to watch yourself in an objective <laughs> view and it's maybe not some not, not always the best one that you have to view yourself during every set because sometimes people tend to go into this with a rage mode ah what a shit day now i have to kill myself blah, 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 blah. and then you give them the possibility to no drop down by the percentages and that's the rule and sometimes you have very objective 
um, lifters, like Rado, you are one. <laughs> um, you know, you're pretty, come on. Yeah, it's, sometimes I'm not. But mostly you're very good. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and for you, it works perfectly to give you the RPE in that case. So um, both is a possibility to do so. Um, when you only do percentage-based training, it sometimes is a little bit difficult to do so because that, in the end, auto-regulated will never work with only percentage training, from my point of view. Mm. Because when you hit, I don't know, you're at 90% and it, today it feels like you, you're going to die, then, then the intensity is very high. So you always have to put in how you feel about that on that given day and work from there when you do auto-regulated training. From, from, from my point of view, having people who actually have a family life, job life, a lot of more stresses that come in, auto-regulated is for most of the people that I see from, from, from all the, 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 the influencing stuff that comes from, from, from out there the better choice but on the other hand you always have to bring in the the character thing because mm -hmm. some people just can't work with it <laughs> because they are not controlled because yeah. what mike says mike Teixeira, is you need to be controlled aggressive when doing auto-regulated training because you have to push yourself. And this is something we already had in the, I think, in, in the last episodes. You have to push yourself, but you don't have to push yourself into death. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the stuff that you can always um, bring in when it comes to auto-regulated training is you can play with the intensity of all the sets. You can play with the volume. And you can play with the rest times. These are some some stuff, some things that you always can can play with when it comes to to the auto regulated stuff because sometimes it helps you a lot to do just a little longer rest um, in between sets. And if, if you if you give the athlete the possibility to to play a little bit with the rest times, it helps a lot. Of course. You have to consider not everyone can train like five hours a day. And it can go the other way around. If you don't have much time, you can shorten the rest times, you know, yes. regulate them. And then the intensities, if they stay the same, it's great. So you can also adapt that. Yes, absolutely. Because at that, at that point, you have always have to consider um, the less rest time you have, the higher probably the intensity will be. So when you, I don't know, when you do heavy set of squats and you have less rest time, you definitely will drop on the weight, but it might feel the same. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we all know that and that's okay, but you have to keep in mind what happened there. And of course, everybody wants to train like I'm in the labor and um, I nothing else affects me and there's no other things but come on if if it's sunday morning and it's i don't know 10 o'clock and you have to be at 12 at your grandma's house to 
<laughs> to get the food in because grandma's gonna be bad, uh, mad at you if you, if you if you don't you probably gonna be in a bit of rush and that's the stuff we have to consider here <laughs> yeah life happens life happens and sometimes in, in these cases stuff like autoregulated training is amazing amazing but on the other hand if you're a person who doesn't like to push himself, who always is more into the direction of underperforming, it might not be the best one for you because it always gives you the possibility of an excuse. And mm -hmm. sometimes that's really shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Then you have people who don't feel like it every session. Yeah. And that's really rare to happen unless you really have so much stress outside of trading. Yeah. But most people don't. Yeah. But for those who like to push themselves, for those who can stay very objective, it might be a very good way to use this auto-regulation stuff where you may go into this and say, okay, I'm going to do my top set at seven or at eight, I don't know, maybe at nine, depends. Um, and then go off with some backgrounds. The thing right here is, what is very important to understand, auto-regulated training is not the program. Auto-regulated training is part of the program. So it, it the, the, the program in the end, also, the periodization sticks, it stays the same. So if I write a program where Rado has to do his, his squats and a heavy single at seven and some, some, some backups afterwards, and I give him the possibility of dropping, uh, let's, let, let's say it that way. You do the, 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 the single at seven, and I give you a certain percentage, you drop down by these percentages, but if you feel like it's gonna be an RPE nine in the second set, then you're done. Then this is kind of auto-regulation because it's possible for you to stop the volume that you put into the body at a certain time to not accumulate too much fatigue. So the important part to understand here is you always want to give a certain stimulus to the body so that he needs to adapt to the stimulus that came in there. But you always have to keep the fatigue also in control. So that's the very important part right here. And this is why you need a certain base of knowledge about how training works, how you feel, because not everyone can actually work with RPEs and stuff like that. Um, and of course, you have to, to see everything in the, in the bigger picture, because there will be the days when you, when you just have a bad day, you don't move that much weight or maybe you don't move that much volume or it's it may be both 
I don't know. It depends on on what what are the roots to the auto regulation that you might have in the program. And it's okay to have these days because everybody has these days. We are humans, not machines. And um, to see the progress in the bigger picture during maybe the next few months and maybe the whole year. And that's something um, why you always have to watch to over over time what you are doing, not only from one to next week. Yeah. Would you would you add some more in there? Mm, I mean, just as you said, I think that auto regulation is great for fatigue management, and it's great that it gives you the opportunity to kind of compensate for what you did in uh, your main working set. So if you didn't do uh, enough, you can then uh, build up a bit more and create that stimulus. And just as you said, if you did too much, you can cut off either back offs. Um, so I think it's really, really good for fatigue management and for regulating that and not allowing people to, if they know what to do, to create access fatigue and then risk injuries or anything else that's connected to that. I love that. All right. We would love to hear more from you as a listener about um, your questions about that topic. Please feel free to shoot us a message on the Strength and Skills podcast on Instagram about your questions about that topic because we would love to talk about that a little bit more in in upcoming episodes. So please help us to help you. And um, if you need any specific help, feel free to contact us. Um, bar underscore bell underscore coaching on Instagram or um, bar minus bell coaching dot de slash links wherever you want to go with your training, if you're a hybrid athlete or in, um, with calisthenics competition athlete, we can help you both. And yes, feel free to give us the questions or apply for the coaching. We wish you a very happy training, gain some muscle and gain some strength. Goodbye.